Hello there, and a very warm welcome to Des's Island Discs. In a hectic world, this is a little oasis of calm and nostalgia from our guests who choose pieces of music that remind them of a particular time or story from their life or career. Now, if you're listening on podcast, we cannot play the music because of copyright laws, but really, this is about stories, so let's hear them. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. Today, we have a very special guest. He doesn't need an introduction. It's former Taoiseach and proud Mayo man. Pleasure to welcome Enda Kenny. So, Enda, after giving your life to public service, you're finally getting a chance to enjoy retirement. But the current situation gripping the country must be dominating your thoughts, though. Thank you, Des, for, uh, for the opportunity. I know that this programme is taking place in the context of a global pandemic, which we've never had before. Um, and I'd just like to say that, you know, this coronavirus is an invisible and silent serial killer. It neither knows boundary nor discrimination, uh, and it's not to be messed around with. So each individual actually is the best defender against it, because it can't get inside you unless it's allowed to happen, either by carelessness, neglect or whatever. So for people to follow the rules and regulations is in everybody's interest. And we know, of course, that there are vulnerable people, people with addictions or those with intellectual um, challenges uh, who are more vulnerable than most. And that's why I uh, salute the courage of all those who work on the front line every day. And I respect and I admire. I'm actually in awe of the demonstrations of uh, love for people all over the country that are witnessed every day in so many in so many ways. You're you're in a peaceful setting there. I can hear a bit of bird song in the background. But ha- has it has has it impacted on your own area? Yes, we have uh, over 500 confirmed cases of uh, of coronavirus, and there have been limited numbers in the hospital for intensive care. But I think that by and large, in country areas, it's actually so much easier to be in a lockdown situation if that's the proper use of the term because you don't have the confines of space that you have in crowded city areas. And I can appreciate the difficulties that people have, you know, with big numbers in small spaces and not having the opportunity to have a two-kilometre radius that you can take out the bike or walk or whatever. So it's from that perspective, it's a little easier in the country, mm. uh, but it's a, a, an issue that's not to be messed around with. And government are doing a tremendous job in the circumstances taking the advice of the medical and clinical and scientific people. And I hope that our nation and our all our people react very strongly because the consequences are way down the line in many other spheres. But for now, we are the ones who can deal with this and we must take best advice and act on that in all instances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even on the road where we live here, a very dear and valued friend was, was brought to, to be buried. Uh, and when you see the impact of coronavirus on the sort of austerity uh, that has to apply in terms of funerals in a country that knows them so well, it's, um, it's difficult to see the, 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 to accept that kind of change. And the only way we can deal with that is to deal with the, with the virus itself. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have the free time now. When you're, does a T-shirt get a holiday? Do you, do you get a break when you're a T-shirt? No, you don't. It's a 24-hour business and the phone can call, can, you can be called at any time. I spent 15 years as leader of the opposition, uh, six and a half years or whatever as Taoiseach. In all of those, in all of those circumstances, you you cannot 
effectively go away for a weekend or for two weekends because you can be damn sure that a crisis will ar- arise or be contrived uh, that requires your attention. It's a small country uh, and everything will focus uh, on the Taoiseach of the day uh, for solutions to all these problems. So it's, it's a full-time job. It's a great privilege and a wonderful opportunity uh, to be able to you know, put your thumbprint on, on the progress of a nation, hopefully. But in that sense, it does require full-time attention with a really dedicated uh, team uh, making an onslaught on the on the problems of the day, and but, um, obviously, obviously, it's not a case of being able to you know travel around and and um, relax all the time. It's a <laughs> it's a full time job. Exactly, but I and I, I accept it's a huge honour. But anybody in in a high pressure job gets a break, and but when a Taoiseach doesn't, I mean, there must be times when you'd be exhausted. Well, all, uh, in, in the in the in the times when we had real difficulties with the whole hospitality tourism industry, we always uh, stayed at home uh, here in Ireland. And the few times that you did go away, you know, you'd make your business to check with your office uh, morning and evening to see what what had arisen or what was likely to arise. So yeah, it, it's not a case of being able to really switch off because uh, you know the call of duty is very strong at that level, and you must respect the confidence of the people in giving you that trust to attempt to do the job in the first place. Your first musical choice is The Saw Doctors, and I sense this might relate to Sunday afternoon breaks you got. There's a Mayo connection to this, is there? Absolutely. Well, The Saw Doctors are, are, are were based in Tume, obviously. They've been around for quite a while, and they've written some really, really interesting uh, interesting songs. But this one is not the N17, and it's not the Red and Green of Mayo. It's To Win Just Once Would Be Enough. And the reason for my choosing this uh, song, Des, is as follows. It's not complaining, but it's just a litany of, you know, uh, enormous challenge and, and the, the making of a brand uh, of, of Mayo footballers. Great for Stephen Cluxon and the Dublin lads and for Mike Murphy and all the others. Um, but for, for us, it's been, a, it's been a, a very difficult journey. And from that point of view, when I was Taoiseach and had that privilege, you're sitting in the middle of um, Croke Park. Well, you have a little, you know, strange feeling when... It's a different captain coming up and it's not yours mm. and you've lost it by a point or whatever. When you know that actually the team was capable of winning it. But in this day and age, you've got to win on the pitch, you've got to win on the scoreboard and you've got to win on the sideline. So I chose to win just once would be enough for those people who travel back from Australia or Alaska or Argentina to all Ireland finals in which may have played. We might, we might before we move on eternally, bring back Sam. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. That's the Saw Doctors and to win just once the choice of today's guest, former Taoiseach Enda Kenny. And Enda, I think everybody in the country knows for some reason, winning an All-Ireland is like a holy grail for the people of Mayo. It seems everybody in Mayo. Yeah, like we had nobody in the... In, in the 60s, we had two semi-finals in 67 and 69. We weren't there in the 70s. Uh, and in, in, uh, in the 80s, we played Cork in 89. Then you had 96 and 97 against me, then Kerry. Uh, and then you moved into the 2000s. And uh, so that's, it, since 2004, Mayo actually have been in Croke Park on 11 occasions, either through semi-finals, finals or replays. Um, and never marched up the steps to receive the ultimate accolade. So, like, it's grown into a, a brand image of the county, um, and the thousands and thousands of 
you know, fans and supporters who travel to different matches all over the country. The willing of the team on. I don't believe in the curse from Foxford. And as the, the line in the Saw Doctor says, you know, uh, the, the, the game is on and face the ball. What will happen if they ever win yeah, it? Well, it's, it well, I, I think there won't be any work done for uh, for a month. They'll have to contact Chancellor Merkel again and say she thinks we're working. But uh, I mean, it would be an explosion of emotion, really, yeah. um, and excitement. Yeah, and of course, there is an All Ireland medal in your family, isn't there? Yeah, my late father, way back in the 30s, when they won their first All Ireland, they, they only won one in 36. They did win six leagues in a row um, at that time, such as football was. Um, they were tipped to win one or two other All-Irelands, but that never happened. And then Mayo didn't win again until 50-51. I was born in 51, and I haven't seen or had the opportunity to be in Croke Park to see our team win the ultimate accolade. Yeah. Other teams waited a very long time in hurling or in football, and you yourself have been present to see the and witness the absolute torrent of emotion and relief that comes when a captain goes up the steps to receive either the McCarthy Cup or in football the Sam Maguire. Mm. Your your second musical choice, Andy Kenny, it's it's it, taken from a Finnegale or Desh. This is uh, Bono used to say when he was introducing Bruce Springsteen. When he thought of America, he thought of it as an idea, and then he thought that Springsteen uh, 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 as an idea as well. Um, and I, I was always an optimist, and I'm always an optimist. And in politics in particular, you have to give forth, you know, hope and optimism. So um, at the end of um, quite a number of our Deshina, uh, which are, as you know, collective gatherings of supporters, I used to play the uh, this song from Springsteen, Waiting on a Sunny Day, which is about uh, the relationship between a couple of optimism and confidence. And I'd like to take a little poetic license there to say that that was an expression of confidence between me as leader of my party at the time uh, and the, the people who supported us to gear them up uh, to fight for what they believed in and it's it is a song simple song of uh, of uh, confidence and forward thinking so the boss uh, was always a always a big um, a big um, a big singer for me I will at many of his concerts I like to social comment and when you look at the changing of perspective on values as a result of the current crisis, I think you can you can understand uh, that we appreciate or should appreciate the things that are really important. Um, and I think this song in its own way gives a little lifting of the spirit for that purpose. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. That's Waiting on a Sunny Day from Bruce Springsteen, the choice of today's guest, former Taoiseach Enda Kenny. Enda... Did, when you were leader of the opposition for a long time, did you worry that you might never become Taoiseach? Well, it's, it's, it's never in your hands, really. Um, obviously, you're ultimately a servant of the people. Um, and all you can do is, is, express, is express yourself as being willing to work, to dedicate yourself to the problems that exist at any one time and hope that uh, when an election comes along that people will, will give you confidence. Uh, it was a, a, an adventure. You never know the, the end of it, really, uh, un, un, until the votes are actually counted, as any politician will tell you. Um, but you've got to be ready to you know, really dedicate yourself full time to it. It's a, it's a tough grind. But the stress is involved around an election itself. What's the, wor- mm-hmm. what's the worst bit? Is it the count day when you're a party no. leader? No, I, I, I never felt that I suffered from 
you know, stress or, or really got ground down by it. Um, during my 15 years as leader of the opposition, really you went, you went through uh, from 2002 to 2011, well, nine years in opposition, you went through, um, you went through every parish in the country practically by-elections and council elections and conventions and meetings and public meetings and all of that. So stress wasn't a thing that wasn't a thing that really worried me. Um, you know, you have to like people, you have to be able to put yourself out, you have to be able to put up with a lot of, uh, a lot of stick that, that comes with the, with the, uh, with the leadership. Uh, I remember in 2002 when we had a very, a very poor result and I was, I was, uh, all day um, waiting to have a declaration that my own seat would, would be lost and it didn't happen in the end so these are things that cause you know great difficulties and personally can be very emotional for for some people but if you're in the business you know you have to understand that that uh, anything can happen in, a, in in an election situation would you take a lot of counsel before you make a big decision i, I think in most cases no more in in your in your own lifestyle or Whatever, uh, you, you're pretty clear on what it is that 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 you want to do and what should be done. Um, but I, I think in a when you make a decision with a company, it affects the workers in that company and their families and their spouses. You make a decision as a government, it affects millions of people with consequences that you have to be very clear about. Uh, so it's it's to do it's to do not just to do the right things, but to do the right things in the right way. And when you're when you're talking about um, you know numbers of millions of people, consequent on decisions like that, you have to be pretty clear that what you're doing is in their best interests, yeah. and then have the courage to stand over them uh, once you make that decision. I, uh, you must have great patience. Every Taoiseach in that a decision is announced or whatever, and you're in the doll and you're sitting there, and then each of the opposition parties are queuing up to criticise. <laughs> that's that's the game of politics, and and they're quite entitled to have their say. Uh, the the Dáil Chamber is the house of the people, and the Takti Dáil are the messengers of the people, and they they are entitled to have their viewpoint and uh, voice their opinion, whether it be whether it be positive or negative, and many of them, of course, do. Mm. Uh, and you might say to yourself, God, have I got to sit here and listen to this <laughs> again? Um, but you, you take a longer view and say, look, cabinet meetings are for making decisions about government and about the country. Um, other times are show time or political time or whatever you want uh, but when you went to the cabinet room um, it's like it's like you know you're in decision making mood here when they give out you know many of them will at other times will say well you know yourself I have to say these things and no hard feelings this is nothing personal but I just want to make this point so that's understood and did you have many low days it can't be all fun and games and it's not fun and games at all, but uh, the, the thing is that, that you, you've got to have a degree of, of confidence and optimism and hope that you can Im- improve things. For instance, you know, when, when we were blocked out of the international markets in 2010 and 2011, uh, you had a, 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 your, your credit rating was almost junk status internationally and you were locked out of those markets. Now, at least because, the, because of the work of the people and the way that they they accepted rough decisions. Our credit rating is very high internationally, and even when this is over, Ireland will still have access to those uh, to those financial markets, which will be very good for uh, for whatever form of uh, of new government is put in place. When your unemployment rate was fifteen percent and your interest rates were fifteen percent, you know you were meeting people 
who had lost their jobs, who had no prospect but to emigrate. They really have to knuckle down uh, and say, like, what is it that we can do to improve things here? So when people see that progress is actually being made, they, they recognise that tough decisions are required in order to fix difficult problems. And is that turned around from the crash one of your prouder legacies? Well, I often spoke to, to Michael Noonan about this. Uh, in fairness, both himself and myself and, and Eamon Gilmore and Brendan Howland used to meet as an economic management council on all the issues of, uh, of, of government and um, and economic difficulties. Uh, and I think that, that system actually works very well. I don't take any credit for this at all. At the end of the day, as I said, you really are only a servant of the people, but you have a responsibility in leadership to lead that requires making decisions and you must explain those decisions to people and I think you know when you get to a point where before this particular crisis happened now you had the minister able to uh, give have a, have a budget in surplus have unemployment uh, reduced drastically have opportunities for young people to leave Ireland if they wish to do so but also to come back but for anybody who wanted to get a position or an opportunity that that was there for them so, you know, a different set of challenges will face uh, the new government when, whenever that's uh, put in place. So, so you, you've got to be with the people, therefore you've got to connect with them, you've got to understand them, you've got to listen to them, you've got to hear them, and then you make your decision with your colleagues in government, maybe after rows or difficulties, but make your decision and move on. Was it easy for you to move on and walk away from from? Government? Yeah, I, I didn't have any. I didn't have any uh, any any great difficulty in that. And obviously, since I've left, uh, since I've left the Abbas Taoiseach uh, and succeeded by Leo Varadkar, I had almost two years uh, as a deputy, if you like, in a sort of a wind down situation. So you can look at things slightly differently and a little more objectively now. Um, and I, I didn't find it difficult at all. I was leader of Fine Gael for 15 years. You, you know, you got through two elections and moved the country on from, from where it was to a much better place. So, you know, people can tend to stay too long in, in, in positions and I was never of that view. Uh, and what's the result of all that? Well, I mean, I, 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 my wife Fanula, like raised our children. I was an absent, uh, an absent uh, leader, absent husband for all of those years, and so now we have a much, a much greater opportunity as as a family to uh, appreciate those things, and I think that's really important. So, you know, my philosophy is: do your job when you have it as best you can, and then move it on. Your last musical choice, Andy Kenny, is one. Does a sense does it touch you the leader about it because you're, you this is aimed at as a broader the broader issues we're going through now I suppose it is uh, I've taken a little poetic license here and I, I want to dedicate this to my wife Fanula but through her to all Manana Heron uh, 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 women of Ireland who have who have borne such a such a really responsible position in so many areas over so many years and if you like it's it's essentially about about Mother Ireland. Because, you know, while we while we give out and bitch about each other and complain about each other and run down each other, uh, when the chips are down, the Irish have proven to be a phenomenal race. And the modern Irish, the new Irish, uh, in all its, in, in all its uh, assets, in all its facets, um, is one that is going to rise to this challenge and meet it too. So if you like, it's about a relationship between we, the people, uh, the love that is expressed by 
by families for each other, by those who are loved and in love. Uh, and that's the thread, if you like, the, um, the national umbilical thread that will see us through this pandemic uh, and allow us to move on to brighter days ahead. And the song that I've chosen in this regard, uh, Adez, is, um, is by an inspirational singer. Her name is Jennifer Rush. And she wrote this song back in the 80s and it's called The Power of Love. Enter Kenny, thank you very much for joining us. Continued happiness to you and your family. Thank you, Des. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1.